1: Cornelius. How's it going? Dude, Monday night pretty crazy. We're a pretty wild game. Literally, people call it greatest game ever. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. I'm willing to say what I'm wrong. I thought okay. that the spread was going to be a lot bigger once they moved it from Mexico City to L.A. So, I said it on the podcast. I thought it would be like four, four and a half, five. The best that I ever saw was three and a half. But... Um, I didn't get the best of the number because I, I booked it at three, so I so, pushed.
0: So we lost all possible. Betting. I
1: mean, didn't lose pushed. I because I I placed it at plus three and it mm-hmm. ended, Chiefs oh. Chiefs lost by three. So
0: gotcha, gotcha.
1: Yes. You know, the over was the bet. I was like a hundred, yeah, ten or something for game. I mean, like, it was a crazy game, right?
0: So, it's so crazy. Do you, do you think? How do you think Vegas did on that?
1: The casino's lost a lot. I, have, I have, The public loves betting the over. People love cheering for offense, especially today's NFL, where they go throw a flag on every throwing play. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I, you know, I heard, I've heard heard a lot of – listen to a lot of podcasts, listen to a lot of um, sports radio, and everyone is saying that this is the way that – the new NFL is going to be it's a mm-hmm. new developing development of the NFL. Oh
1: yeah, it's an offensive league,
0: and the rules cater to it. Well, for betting, is that going to make it harder or easier yeah. to actually not? I mean, not for you know people... predicting
1: who, the total is
0: no for for the people who put out the lines and the people. Oh that. yeah, it's got to be harder.
1: Plus, it's yeah. just a it's a more. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? It's more informed public that's mm-hmm. betting on sports now. Right. So it's right. just getting harder. I imagine it's getting harder and harder to be an odds maker and like have the right side of the line and everything.
0: Now you know. Before we started this podcast, you know, I told you I, I, I think I bet. I made a, one bet on any sporting event ever. Now yeah. you do it maybe once every hour.
1: No, I mean, that's <laughs> an exaggeration, but a lot, uh, a lot, a right? lot, yeah. a lot. Uh, so.
0: Um, you know, I'll be learning more and more of these different terminologies and things like that, but
1: learning is awesome.
0: Could they say that, you know what? We're losing too much money. Yeah. So we're going to change the way that we actually
1: structure the bet. They can, they can just set the line at a higher number. I imagine if the Super Bowl is a rematch between the chiefs and the Rams, Mm -hmm. they're not going to set it at 63 Mm -hmm. the second time. Mm -hmm. They're going to set it 73. 80. It's going to be the highest over-under ever. That's the benefit to being the book, is that you get to set the line higher or lower in order to entice action. The goal for the book is to have the same amount of money bet on both sides of the number. Not necessarily the same amount of bets, the same amount of money on each side of the number. Um, You want the same amount of money on the over as you have wagered on the the under, because the losing side pays an extra 10%. They pay the VIG. Um, And the goal is for the... The losing wagers to pay the winning wagers and the VIG to go into the pocket of the book. Gotcha. Right? So they get to set the line wherever and move it throughout the week Mm -hmm. to try to balance that amount of money. Now, they're only going to move it so far. And Mm -hmm. if they started at 63, they're never going to move it up to 80. Like, it's never, it's never been, this this is the highest number ever. Right. You know? but. They have that ability to do that, and they can change the juice, but mm-hmm. they usually don't do that on and over and over under. They can change, but they can change the size of the vid.
0: The biggest off- offensive threats in the league right now would have to be the Rams, Chiefs, potentially. Well, you can never or, never count out um, the Patriots
1: and the uh, New Orleans Saints and the New Orleans Saints. They're just bananas.
0: I haven't looked at the schedule, but um, I don't know when one of those teams will be meeting again soon.
1: I think the Chiefs. Well, there's going to be a great game with the Chiefs and the Chargers. They got to play again, but mm-hmm. I don't. I think all those big crazy matchups that you're talking about, those, those. I don't think we'll see another hundred point game oh, until no. what, maybe in the playoffs, depending on who beat, matches up with who. I Wait think, a minute. What cigar are we smoking today? What is oh, yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> <laughs> hey, we didn't uh, we didn't start. What's going on here? Correctly
0: right? here, uh, we are toting on an Arturo Fuente pyramid. Uh, now that's going to have a Connecticut shade wrapper with the uh, of course the Arturo uh, Fuente family um, iconic uh, Dominican binder and filler on the inside so uh, so far we in the first few pods we kept the smoke pretty light yeah you know um, probably because we're you, you, it's eight thirty in the goddamn yeah part. yeah. You yeah. hear people say before you know this is past <laughs> my bedtime. Well, this is before this is before my wake up time it's for a, most for most I, of us. i am never
1: awake this early.
0: But you know one more. But I, you know what? I, for Arturo Fuente, and I'm for light cigars. I smoke them usually in the morning, maybe mid morning. You know, uh, I mean on a on a strong day, I might smoke eleven cigars. Okay, um, so. There's a lot of different <gasps> what? It, 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 there's a lot of planning that goes into, you know, what I'm smoking. I mean, I know some people that they smoke the exact same cigar. They won't touch another cigar. They got a
1: favorite.
0: Exactly. And I used to be that way. Uh, I, it was a Casa Fuente I mean um, Casa Magna uh, Torito. Uh, cigar of the year two thousand eight Casa Magna. I think Torito I've tried section.
1: it. I've had a couple of different Casa Magna. So. Yeah,
0: and that used to be my cigar of the year. I mean, it used to be my cigar that I would smoke. Yeah. Um, and I would buy it by the bundle, 30 at a time. And I'd buy, you know, easily six, seven, eight of those in a month. 11 so,
1: cigars in a <laughs> day. My goodness. So I'm
0: up to the 11 now. But um, on the way in, you know, I smoked uh, this uh, Macanudo because I had it. <laughs> um that's a very light cigar. Mm-hmm. And then you know, I mean, but this here it has a has a really I'm, I'm getting certain notes out of it, you know. Um it's
1: kind of creamy.
0: It is. It is. I, I when I select the cigars in the morning from yeah. our humidor here at the Placial Lounge of Capital Cigars, 5 blocks east of uh the Capitol building here in Denver, Colorado. Now open until 2 a.m. Now open until 2 a.m.
1: I shut it down last night. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, in case anybody hears a a voice that might be laughing in the background because Neil and I are occasionally funny, although not not regularly, but occasionally funny. We have an intern now. We don't, our, our website's still under construction, but yeah. we, at least we have an intern. Like we're we're getting there. We're, oh, we're, we're getting rolling. There. The ball's we're rolling. There. We're growing. So um, our uh, intern
0: is George. What's yep. good, guys? George. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah, he's got a mustache. It's it's glorious. <laughs> so I sent you a link for a podcast on the ESPN network. Or so they did this. 30 for 30 documentary series on the television mm-hmm. side and then they did a spin-off line of podcast. and the one we were discussing was from this season present season that they're on it was called all in and it was about chris moneymaker and the poker boom um which i i, I thought i remembered well and then i listen to that podcast again, uh-huh. and I, I kept having those oh yeah moments, where uh, I was like, oh, yeah. I remember that. Oh, I remember oh, that hand. Oh, I remember, that, oh, yeah, I remember yeah. that bluff. What'd you think? <laughs> Did
0: you- oh, I mean, you know, the background story is, um, I just think, so interesting. Today, poker is a, and they said it in the podcast, it's a billion dollar industry. Billion Huge. dollar industry. The, the background on... Um, just like in a poker hand, everything has to be right. You know, you make the right bet at the right time, on the right table with the right cards or whatever. Hey, boom, you win. Right? That's just basically the definition of winning a poker hand. Every really. hand's a perfect storm. Exactly. And and that was a perfect storm. The whole, the whole rise of the poker um, phenomenon that we know today all started. With the perfect storm. Yeah. I mean, the um, person who, the journalist, uh, Matt, um, who actually was a guy who pitched it to ESPN. Yes. That actually said, you know, hey, um, I think that this is our, you know, these poker players are like very interesting yeah, people. The characters. You know. They're yeah. good characters. Yeah. Yeah. You got, you know, hundreds of people in a room and it's like. Okay, well, how do you I mean, it's easy on a tennis match, you focus on the ball and you focus on one person. You focus on the ball, then you focus on the other person. How do you cover this as a TV exactly. show? Exactly. Yeah. But when you have 800 some odd people in a room, That's a
1: lot of how? For what a story. is the
0: story? What is mm-hmm. the and then, you know, I think it was so amazing and I think this is why it kicked off so big is because they said, you know, focus on the pros. Focus on the pros, the Helmets, the yeah. uh, you know uh, 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 Doyle Brunson, all the Phil Ivy, the, the,
1: the names that they're that they're trying to turn into brands.
0: Yeah, Jackie Chan, Just, Johnny
1: Chan, Johnny Chan, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> whole uh, different turn of it. Oh yeah, whole different turn. Johnny Chan, right? All of those Johnny you know, fucking Chan. Yeah, the yeah, 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 There I you do. go. That, that, that guy. Yeah, No,
0: no, he and what a pro he is. But yeah. the thing is, is they were like, okay, you know, going around, going around, and you know, trying to see who to focus on, who to focus on. Where's the story? Where's the story? And then here goes this guy. Yeah, Chris Moneymaker.
1: Dude's name is Moneymaker. His name, and you know,
0: and you know, and 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 that's his name is Moneymaker. And
1: he, you he, can't write that. Like if I was no, a Hollywood producer, no. and you're like, hey, I got this uh-huh. poker movie. Mm-hmm. It's about this. Uh, it's about uh, this unknown amateur accountant from Tennessee, and yeah. his name is Chris Moneymaker. Maker. And I would literally take that script and throw it off my desk. Like, Absolutely. come on, you're Absolutely. wasting my time.
0: Absolutely, you know? it's amazing.
1: It was, it was, it was crazy times because it mm-hmm. was right when like on-demand television was beginning that you could control that from your remote control, mm-hmm. and so people who were spending more time playing online poker than ever before we able to sit there, fast forward, rewind, mm-hmm. and watch those hands over and over. There was mm-hmm. a rewatchability to it. Right. And the next thing you know, it was on every television station. Mm-hmm. Every every channel had their version of the World Series of Poker coverage, or you know, poker after dark and late night poker. And the the, the World Poker Tour got 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 their TV deal with the Travel Channel, and I mean, every mm-hmm. every channel wanted to have a poker show. It's really crazy. It's really as
0: crazy. It, poker has already been... It, it was already on television. The yeah. problem with it was is that, you know, you got people just staring at each other. You have no idea what they have. Yeah. And, you know, now I, now I think about it, you know, that probably wouldn't be as entertaining.
1: I, I've, I'm i familiar with the older footage of like Stu Unger winning the World Series of Poker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I remember they were outside one year. Mm-hmm. And it was just... It was tough to for the viewer to feel like they were engaged because exactly. they had no idea. That lipstick cam, that whole card cam, yeah, right. game changer. Game I changer, mean, absolute right. game changer. And the fact that all of this is kind of happened at the same time, that's that, that perfect storm where Glenn phrase comes back into play, mm-hmm. where all of a sudden they have this camera, they have an audience, right. interested audience, higher or more so than they've ever had prior. And mm-hmm. they, they the upgrading technology is... Was like the icing on the cake that made it made it interesting. Even if you don't know poker, or mm-hmm. if you're just beginning, it made mm-hmm. it perfect for that person. And then all of a sudden, you see this amateur winning. That's like, that's the thing. That's you, the thing. You know, it like like he said it. He, I don't remember if he said it in the actual podcast in the inter- Chris Moneymaker's uh interview in the actual podcast or in the. The accompanying, it's you know, plus podcast that they mm-hmm. did. They just interviewed the person who put the project together, but he said he was maybe the eight hundredth best player out of eight hundred and thirty. I mean, he got yeah so lucky, right? And it made it created that idea that I could do this, right? Right. And right. next thing you know, I was, you know, next thing you know, everybody wanted to play. I remember that summer well. I finished my master's degree. Mm-hmm. and I was bartending in this legendary bar in Oakland that was owned by a a, a poker player who played this tiny little Sicilian man mm-hmm. rest in peace Diego Jack he was he was the man mm-hmm. and he played like 30 60 over at the Oaks Club and I had played I had played all in high school and college and my my grandmother taught me when I was a kid but it was like five card draw and seven card stud mm-hmm. it wasn't until college when my mom moved to Florida and I would go down to I would go down to South Florida and I was kinda of bored. So mm-hmm. I ended up playing like quarter fifty cent at the dog tracks and out in Immokalee mm-hmm. at the at the the Seminole Casino in Immokalee when it was just bingo slots and poker. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even know who knows what it's like now, but um, <laughs> it's not twenty five fifty cent no, anymore. It's well, not a ten dollar captain sure. anymore. <laughs> um, but Next thing you know, everybody wants to play. Everybody wanted to be the next Chris Money Maker. By right. the time I moved to Japan, about a year after mm-hmm. I finished school, about this time, May, May, you know, I finished school in May. The the World Series of Poker main events in early July. By the time I moved to Japan the following spring, like I got to Japan and I'm playing in a house game with Canadians and Australians and all these people that just picked up the game. Since Chris Moneymaker had won, I mean, mm-hmm. it really blew up mm-hmm. poker. Everybody was like, "I'm in," oh, yeah, or "I'm yeah. all in." Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> any given hand, <laughs> on any given
0: hand, it doesn't mean you know, it doesn't mean that. Oh, I'm I'm a pro. I'm trained. I'm this. I'm that. It, you know, it's like on any given hand, I could have absolutely nothing, and then, eh, why not? Catch your card. Let's get, give it a push, sure.
1: you know, and then boom, it happens. Or bet them off. Or better, or and you saw him do both against a much you, much, much better much, much better, better player. You and know, therefore, everybody thought they could. Yeah, and the next year there was, you know, uh, higher buy-in, you know, more yeah. more participants, and the following right. year more. It swelled all the way up to like right. eight thousand five hundred or something, nine thousand players or something.
0: Exactly. Whereas you know, let's say you make the NFL, you make the um, well not necessarily NFL, but if you make the NBA. You make the draft, or you, you get drafted, you're immediately a millionaire, right? Um, I don't know what's the start and pay of the NBA. I mean, I, I think, think those guys on
1: ten. I mean, I think if you're if you get a full year's contract, uh-huh. you know, not a ten day deal or something like that, right. but if you get the full full deal, I think you're getting a million bucks.
0: Get at least close to. Hey George,
1: ma'am, what's, uh, <laughs> what's the what's the what's the the rookie wage scale starting at for, for a drafted player in the NBA, not an undrafted signee, but a drafted player, eight hundred thirty eight thousand four hundred sixty four minimum after okay. taxes. How can you? How can they get by, man? So that's, what a, jeez, you yeah. know taxes are brutal in some states, <laughs> man. Like that's.
0: But that's but that's close. It's just I not mean, enough. That's close to a million, right? Now, you get drafted to the final table in a. World Series tournament
1: <laughs> you don't really get drafted you play your way to the final <laughs> game. well,
0: well uh, uh, my point is if you draft your way into <laughs> into a uh and I'm not you know hey I'm telling you there's a lot of great poker I'm mm. I'm not belittling in any way the poker play right but I'm just saying you do have to hit some very fortunate you, you could be obviously even, obviously, if, a pro.
1: even if you're a pro you're, there's a measure of luck and I mean, you have to avoid other people getting lucky and that's yeah, lucky I, in itself there's
0: been tables when the majority of the field on the final table is you know they're they're not pros you know well I mean, now
1: it's it's so hard it's such a big field it's yeah. so tough to navigate that it's it's harder for a pro to get there without exactly. being caught you know right? yeah, yeah yeah and also The general player today versus Mm -hmm. 2003 is much more informed, much better prepared. They understand the math better. Mm -hmm. They've got more hands under their belt. They have more situational data to draw from from Mm -hmm. their decision-making. There's just a better understanding of the game. Just like we were talking about a minute ago with the the spreads in sports gambling, Mm -hmm. the public is better informed now than Mm -hmm. they've ever been, which makes it harder for the odds maker. The average... Above average, you know, lower lower tier pro mm-hmm. poker player is way better today than they were in two thousand and three. Mm-hmm. So it's much harder to navigate a big field like that.
0: They mentioned that in the uh, thirty for thirty all in podcast. They actually said that the analytics for online gambling that they, that it gives you um, gives players today such a huge advantage, um, even when they switch off the monitor and walk into a casino and play that. They have a lot of uh, numbers that they've actually, you know, engaged in online, and now when they take it and they bring it, you know, and, and I, you know, I do run the odds on hands. I do to an extent, but I'll be perfectly honest with you. I'll <laughs> I'll run I'll you know I'll run the odds, and I'll say, man, I'm less than. I'm less than 30%. This is, you know, I'm less than 20%. This is not a good draw. And then I take that number and I make it very relative to my overall decision, which the numbers are, you know, 50-50 on what I'm feeling anyway, you know? And I know that's not probably not the best way to play, and that's what pisses a lot of people off when... They play against me because they're like, "How in the world could you make that?" And I'm just, you know, I don't know. And and I would like to think that a lot of that still goes on on the post. Yeah,
1: there's still a certain measure of playing by feel, yeah. right? But mm-hmm. the fact is, the the presence of the that data that we mm-hmm. have now, it's not going to make your decision for you, but mm-hmm. it's going to. It's right. going to inform your decision and the better you know that stuff and the quicker yeah. you can compute it, you right. know, the, the better informed your decision is going to make. But I've played with you and I've seen you in situations where you're probably not going to win the hand and you will just, I see, I can sometimes see your mind go and you're doing the math and you're like, oh. 30% to win, I better bet him off. You just jam, Right, right, right. There's other ways R&B. to win. You don't always have to have R&B. the best thing. Yeah, you're right, you're um, right,
0: you're right. I've seen just watching the World Series of Poker. I mean, just watching it online. You know, just watching people. And just saying, you know, I was in um, uh, the uh, Volagio and I know they were going to uh, ask me to leave and I just turned around and left. But a guy bet another guy off of a hand and the guy turned over a set of aces, but there was a flush on the board, but this guy actually missed his straight. And before the guy completely folded and then showed his aces on the other side of the table, I was like, I was standing behind the guy and I saw what cards he had. I said, Oh my God, God, and everybody just turned around and looked at me. I was like, I'm leaving. (laughs) You know, and I think that was the very first time. Sorry
1: about that. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. I'm leaving. You don't have to ask me to leave. I'm leaving. Yeah, I know that was bad. But I, I remember walking out of that poker room at that time and it going through my head like, you know. But then, you know, I'm thinking to myself. I'm like, okay, the guy's straight card came. So there's a straight out there. There's a flush out there. There's this. There's that. So you can have someone on the other side of the table playing solid poker, playing his set of aces. There's 6,000 something. There's over $6,000 in the pot. He gets pushed again. Now, you know, it's another three, 4,000 or whatever to call. And he folds it. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, wow. That's another aspect of the game. We're not just talking about bluffing. We're talking about jamming. We're talking about, I know that you were on that set of aces. Now, here comes a straight card with a flush card. And what do you think I was in the hand for anyway? It wasn't a set of aces, which obviously was the best hand up until now. So now I'm going to jam you. And you sit over there and you think about it. And you think about your aces. And you think about... Is he on the straight? Is he on
1: the flush? Yeah.
0: He's got like multiple situations where I can get beat down here. So which one am I deciding I'm going to matter of fact, now you run the odds of you losing. How many flush possibility cards could he have? I mean, you're just like, and then you start playing games in your head. Like, oh, you know, you know, and then when that hit me, I was like, wow, you know, but back to that 30 for 30 podcast, um, it brings up like another point. <laughs> Another point in my life, you spoke about how you actually got started. You know, playing poker. Yeah, right. Yeah.
1: Thank you, nanny. Well, she's ninety-eight now. She still likes to gamble. Maybe she's ninety-six. I don't know. She's in her mid mid to late nineties.
0: Nice, and she still plays poker. She doesn't play poker, but she
1: plays. uh, She plays a game called Rummy Cube. It's with tiles instead of oh yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. I think it's easier. Yeah. For her to deal with the tiles yeah. But mm-hmm. she likes and she likes the slot machine. If she finds a hot slot machine, she'll sit down <laughs> get down and One she's into mandate. it. Yep. I um
0: I used to um play pool. I used to hustle pool, right? Right. And um it was just a nauseating grind. It was just a grind, you know, it was just I just remember one time, I, I played this guy, and um, he gave me a spot. You know, he says, a spot, you know, a spot.
1: I've, I haven't played pool for money in, oh. God, 15 years, 10 we're, years, at least. Yeah,
0: we're, we're playing nine ball, and basically he says, okay, you don't just have to, you don't just get, if you knock off the nine ball, you win, of course. He says, you knock off the eight or the nine, you win. Okay. okay. So, that's a spot. Gotcha. So he gives me a spot. I say, okay, I didn't ask for one, but okay, since you're going to give me one,
1: I'll take it. Advantage play. Let's play. Yeah, right? advantage play.
0: Now, I had a, I, I worked a nine-to-five. I had a job, okay? But I was pretty darn good at this pool thing. This guy, that was his job. All he did was go around and shoot pool. So, you know, I says, okay, all right, well, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll take you on that bet. And he had all intentions on making a payday out of me, you know? Mm -hmm. And about two and a half, three hours later, he slams down his stick and he says, you're a hustler, you're a scammer, that's what you are. (laughs) You're just, and you're just, you know, he says, "I I ought to go to my car and get my gun. I said, what did you just say to me? I said, what? I said, you're only down $60. And you just said to me, you ought to go to your car and get your gun over 60 bucks. I says, I'm sorry. I says, what makes you think that I'm going to give you the opportunity to leave this building (laughs) in a vertical manner that would allow you to retrieve your gun after saying that you're going to go? Do you actually think that what, you know, I says, you know what? I don't. I don't need this. I, you know, if I gave
1: him go get it. I you shouldn't announce it. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I gave him I says, you know what? I says, you're down sixty bucks. Here's your sixty bucks back. And you know what? I'm gonna do one better. Here's my McDermott pool cue with my sneaky peak. a sneaky peak pool cue with my Josh East pool cue, and here's my two hundred and eighty dollar alligator um pool cue case it's all yours and everyone's saying what are you what are you doing what are you what are you doing and i'm like you know what it's not worth it because i'm telling you i was like i think you just said the right thing for me to really really lose it here i was like and over 60 bucks i was like this is ridiculous So I shoved it all to him, and everyone's saying, Neil, Neil, don't be like that. He's like, here, give him back his stuff. He's just losing it. Give it back. And I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. And I walk, and as I'm walking out the door, I stop, and I says, what are all these people doing up here? I'm going up here. And I go up there by the bar, and there's these poker tables. And they had just gotten started. And I sat down and I thought I was sitting down to drink with everybody. I didn't even know. I, I didn't even know that I thought everybody was just sitting down to drink and whatever. I didn't even know they were playing a book. So Somebody I sat down. The guy slides over a stack. And um, and I was sitting next to a really nice uh, looking young lady. Her name was Kim. Uh, she was the poker dealer. And it was a poker game. A free you know, bar poker game. Yeah. And she went through and I says, I've never played poker before. And (laughs) she's like, oh, fine. Well, you're in a great place. You know, (laughs) she says, I'll talk you through throughout the entire night. Let me tell you, she was the great. And one night, I mean, she just laid it out. She just, and then we had a little break and she broke down the hands. She broke down this and I must've been a quick, you know, get her. And plus I was upset anyway. So I was yeah. looking for something new to do it. Cause I am not playing, you know, shooting pool anymore. <laughs> and then boom and hit. So six months goes by eight months go by. I don't miss a single, you know, day of playing that free poker. And then all of a sudden this is where it, it declines just a little bit. Um, it's Sunday. I'm on my way to my, you know, religious meeting. I'm all in a suit and everything. And, um, I'm driving there, and um, there's this uh, coach bus, and it's got dollar bills painted all over it. And I says, well, now, what is going on here? <laughs> it's Sunday. So, what are these guys doing? So, yeah, yeah, Something is in I want to go to so, their church. Yeah. So, <laughs> I turn, and I look, and it says, Lodge Casino. Blackhawk, Hawk, Colorado, get on board. So I was like, I was driving and they were going in the direction that, you know, my uh, where I should have been going. And they made a turn. And next thing you know, I said, er, and I made a turn. And I just followed them all the way up into the mountains into Black Hawk. And um, I was like, wow, I don't know how to do any of this stuff, but I know poker. Let me find a poker table. Yeah. Found a poker table, sat down. And of course, I had that beginners, that beginner's run. Yeah. Oh my gosh, first time I ever gambled on anything with my own money, really, uh, as far as, you know, uh, that wasn't skilled by my own self, like you know, playing pool or whatever. Um, but anyway, I sat down, and it was a one-two game, and I ran easily, you know, 22, 2,400 $2, dollars. and there was this older gentleman, right? And, um, I, I keep going, I keep going. And then I start declining, declining, declining. And he he says, you want to know the secret about, you know, playing poker? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me the secret. He says, fold. Yeah. And then, so I was like, fold. So I folded. And then I folded. I was like, well, I know he doesn't mean full ace king. And then it started clicking. And then I went back up. And I was like and then from that point, that point on, you know it was born, right. you know I mean that, you I started You, you know?
1: discovered the analytics hey. of of quality starting hands
0: absolutely, absolutely, you know and and it was like i said it was it was it was once again the perfect storm for me, you yeah. know, I just happened to be walking past it so I would never you know cards to me were like, eh, you know, but i just I would probably have never sat down there if I wasn't upset. Yeah. and you know and then from that point on I would play you know here locally for six days a week every three months go to you know any of the I'd go to Vegas or Atlantic City or you know uh, go to a gambling town or whatever yeah. and things like that a so, bigger casino exactly exactly
1: well I'm glad you didn't get shot over 60 bucks in a pool
0: game I know, I know. for the but, record I've
1: seen guns at I poker tables, bro. So it's oh. like you oh. can get shot over over less money oh, at poker. Have, He's I, like you got you know.
0: I believe there, there was a, a a poker game. I was at. It was in this guy's basement, and um, we were down there, and the guy had plenty of liquor, plenty of food, and it, everyone there was basically a millionaire or, or or that over right, and somehow they invited me. But anyway, I got invited. And uh, the next thing you know, um, somebody makes a reference to a holster, a concealed holster, like a certain type of concealed holster. Right. And, like, you really got to get this. It feels good on you and you don't have to worry about whatever, right? So we're getting ready to start the game. We hadn't started the game yet. And we're getting ready to start the game that day and, or that night. And everyone stands up. And pulls out their gun. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, it's a table of nine people. (laughs) Eight people stand up and pull out their gun to say, well, no, I use, well, do your holster goes? Well, no, yeah. And I'm looking at them like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) I was like, I got to be. And once again, I had a great rundown in this guy's game. And I'm thinking to myself what the... Fr- I'm like, what am I doing in this game? I gotta have my hands checked, you know? And that was another one that, they were like, hey,
1: buddy, where you at?
0: You know, where I was like, oh, I'm not, you know. And I've I, I just never believed that. That's the-,
1: the best that's the that's like the best case scenario and how you find out who's got guns the <laughs> yeah. is they're just talking about which holsters they use. <laughs> exactly,
0: exactly. Awesome. <laughs> and and you, I mean, you have no idea that yeah. nobody's even carrying they a gun. They still
1: shouldn't be mixing it, booze with, oh, with guns and gambling. Oh,
0: I believe whole it, all the arguments and the, the the slamming that went on down in that game, and I'm thinking to myself. And I walked out, you know, and I'm thinking with so much cash at so many different times and I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I says, you know what? And this is exactly what I did. I played it off. I went, got up, got myself a drink, got myself a couple of, you know, plates of food, sat back down. I lost. And then I said, oh, you know what, I think I'm going to call it early. And I'm like, really? Really? You know, like, yeah, yeah, you know. It's like, dude, this is like the first time in like 15 times that, you know, you're actually going to walk away a loser. I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. I, you know. I walk out of there, I'm like, good. I'm walking fast in my car, looking behind me. I'm like, oh my God, I never, ever went back there. Never That's went true. back there, you know. But that brings back again to the 30 for 30 win with Doyle Brunson. Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, what a story. That
1: was in the bonus pod where he talked about he yeah. was playing in the game and they got robbed. They got robbed. Outside of Austin. Yeah. And he had a shotgun in his face. Yeah. But they asked him who organized the game. And he was like, I yeah. don't know. And and hit him in, the, st- he hit him in the stomach once. Yeah. Asked him again. He hit him in the stomach and
0: then asked him again. Huh? He put a gun to his head, the shotgun to his head. He said, That guy right over there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Hearing that that pump of a shotgun is, is mm-hmm. that'll change your. Attitude on a lot of things, real quick. When I heard that, you know, he
0: says, "Back in those days, you know, we didn't snitch."
1: Yeah, right? until you heard, the- yeah, <laughs> you know.
0: And you know, I'll be honest with you. I mean, you know, that, that they kind of have that code, if you yeah. will. Right now, you know, it's not against, you know. Uh, you know, middle class suburban America. You know, I mean, they might not uh, subscribe to that code, but even though he had said it, I think that the, the the code was still held true. You yeah, know? I mean, it was still held. Certainly back then. Yeah. He was like, "Oh, you want to, you want to hit me? You want to, you know, whatever." But when you put a shotgun to my head and cock it, uh, there he is, right yeah. over there.
1: And that's really what what the podcast was about, because it yeah. demonstrated the kind of shift from that old timey outlaw. Right. Right. poker poker as an outlaw game to mm-hmm. so poker in a sanitized clean right. clean setting you know what right. i mean with with cameras right. keeping an eye on safety and a cage for right. cashier and cocktail waitresses and valet parking it's a, it 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 made a jump from mm-hmm. one setting to another and accompanying that was a the approach you know mm-hmm. and yes there's still going to be an outlaw play, a uh, feel play, an old timey play, a right. uh, style of play, right. and then there's also going to be these new kids that went to MIT or studied game theory at you know like some an university Grounders. and have a scientific approach to it, and right. that's where that that those analytics come in, you know. Absolutely, and they've changed. It's just a mark of mark of the time in all in all gaming, you know. There's mm-hmm. people that are able to be advantage play players right. in all in all games and also in sports, you know. Analytics has changed baseball. It's changed mm-hmm. the approach to team building and football. It's changed the approach to basketball. You know, it's changed the approach to even soccer and, and any other any other game that you want to sit down and break down in terms of math and science and figure out probabilities. And the people that are being that are the, being the most successful, we're obviously using poker as the example, but you can use it in any of these fields, mm-hmm. the people that are the most successful now are the ones that have a root in that old-timey feel approach, experience approach, mm-hmm. and then are able to factor in the new science or hire, hire one of these recent graduates. Mm-hmm. So one of the other podcasts I listen to, which we should probably just talk about next episode of, of Bet Your Ash, mm-hmm. we, can, we can talk about other podcasts because I listen right. to probably 20 or something regularly. Mm-hmm. But I listened to one called, called bet the process. Mm-hmm. And it is so advanced analytics approach to sports gambling that mm-hmm. I got to listen twice sometimes just to understand mm-hmm. what the hell they're talking about. You know what I mean? It is, mm-hmm. it's a deep dive. Um, mm-hmm. And there's, there's a market for that too. There's a lot of people that have a, whose grandparents Felt the side of the football game, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Dallas at home, you know. We always got to, we always got to mm-hmm. bet Dallas at home or mm-hmm. whatever. And now it's, it's there's just as many people applying all the science to it, oh, yeah. that, and and finding the advantage, you know, uh, that and doing mathematical and, and algorithm runs and etc. Mm-hmm. To the extent that their fathers and grandfathers never could have even imagined, you know. Gotcha.
0: What so? What when it comes to sports betting, um, what sport has the most analytics to consider
1: before a bet? The easy answer to that question Mm -hmm. would be baseball because baseball has been Mm -hmm. keeping records for longer, Mm. right? Baseball has been keeping their their stats and everything for so long that Mm -hmm. there's more more numbers to put into your. Computations, there's more, more info, more data, etc. Gotcha. So that, I mean, off the top of my head, that would be what I would think would be the best answer, Mm because you got a hundred years worth of data. Although you can pretty much throw out anything prior to Jackie Robinson. Let's be real, yeah, yeah, yeah. because that's just some bullshit. (laughs) But you know, the the fact is, there's just way more record keeping, therefore more 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 statistics. statistics. I got now. There's every other sports trying to get in on that. You know. Mm as they should, you know. Yeah. Ideally, if, if I'm the president of fill in the blank team in fill in the blank league, whatever mm-hmm. sport it is, mm-hmm. I would want one old timey coach and one like young ass smart science kid right. sitting next to me in each year, right. you know, giving me info, and I'm trying to balance the two. Right. right? That's that would be the the best approach. Right. Speaking of sports gambling, mm-hmm. there's a lot of sports. This week Because it's Thanksgiving Weekend mm-hmm. And happy Thanksgiving Maybe listens to this mm-hmm. I hope you enjoy your Turkey or whatever you eat I really like BYU Plus 12 points In the Holy War That's what they call yeah. okay. The BYU Utah game <laughs> The Holy War And I really like Yeah the Holy War <laughs> um, And I really like Notre Dame to cover It's like 10 Or 10 and a half Against USC Because mm-hmm. USC is a dumpster fire mm. um, And then I and then tomorrow is like the is 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 great because you got three NFL games. Hmm. Uh,
0: but wow, I mean, what Saints?
1: A... Saints are like a fourteen point favorite against the Falcons tomorrow. Okay, that's a huge number. But I, they're just incredible. They yeah. just score at will. Mm-hmm. George loves the Saints. George also thinks that the NFL is full of conspiracies. Oh, really? Right. We, uh, we should ask him questions about that one episode. He's, he'll just go off.
0: It's Maybe we'll dive into the dumpster <laughs> and pull out some of those conspiracies one, right of these the pod, one of these podcasts. I also
1: like I also like the Washington racial slurs tomorrow.
0: Washington. Racial
1: slurs. Is that a team? Well, you can't. I mean, call on a team, the Redskins. It's, oh, it's the Redskins. It's 2018. Oh, okay. Like, what the All fuck, right. man? What's the third game? Oh, the Lions! It's Thanksgiving. I like the Lions at home yeah. against the Bears because I don't know. Whoa, if... whoa, whoa, whoa! I know, whoa, but whoa, I don't whoa, think. Whoa, Tra- whoa. I'm not sure if Trubisky's playing or not. He fucked his shoulder up a little bit last week. So they well three days ago. It's a quick turnaround. So they might give
0: you him mean a week off against uh, when they play yeah, the uh, Vikings.
1: Yeah, which saved my weekend because once again I lost a fucking boatload on the Eagles. Oh, I've got to stop betting on the yeah. Eagles. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah, I gotta stop.
0: In in case you know, no one knows the Bears are my team. Yeah, man. Thank goodness. Thank goodness
1: uh, I bet on your team Sunday night. Yeah. Let me just go back to this cigar for a second. Mm -hmm. This is a pretty subtle and easy cigar to have going in the back of a conversation. It is. You know, it's not overpowering. It's not too big of a taste or smell or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's 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 casual. It's chill. You know, it's a very. Very light, easy cigar to smoke on.
0: It is. There's a lot of cigars that are, uh, I don't know, it's just too light for me to get my day started with. But this is a, you know, this is a a good cigar. You know, every time you change the size or the shape of a cigar, you change a little bit about the flavor of the cigar. Yeah. Um, Because you got that binder filler, you know, wrapper ratio thing going. You know, certain cigars, they don't offer in certain sizes. They say, no, just this size. And who knows? Maybe they made it in other sizes, but it says, you know, that size just doesn't work. We need to do this, you know. So um, this particular cigar, um, the size, the pyramid size, only comes in this pyramid shape. This is the only cigar that they make. In this pyramid Artur shape. Arturo
1: Fuente makes or they. No, no, and... oh, no,
0: no, no. Um, there's other companies other that brands, make it. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying that the, this leaf, the Connecticut leaf, is the only chateau. It's in the chateau line, by the way. Um, it's the only one they make in a pyramid shape. Okay. So there's some reasoning behind that. There's a, There has to be a reason why this was the only one they chose to do that with. And it is. Um, so. Uh, So yeah, there you have it. Maybe not
1: next week. Maybe the following week we should just sit down and talk about all the kinds of guests we want to have and some specific names and also types, you know, Mm -hmm. job types and stuff like that. I like learning. I want to learn. You know what I mean? That sounds like a great person to like chat with, you know what I mean? For a smoke
0: cigar with. Absolutely. So.
1: All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Um, Everybody should email any questions or thoughts or ideas or gambling tips to contact at betyourash.com and we're on Instagram and Twitter at betyourashpod and one of these days our website will not be under construction because it'll be done and next week we'll talk about some other podcasts so uh, Mm -hmm. uh, that'll be a fun conversation and am I forgetting anything?
0: No, I think you got it and just remember to bet your ash
1: and have a great Thanksgiving